Thanks for listening to the Cornerstone Chapel Middle School Podcast. Let's head into the service for this week's message. In the past few weeks, we've been going through what these sayings were, uh, different themes. Uh, and this week, we're going to go through the theme of pride. Everybody say pride. pride. Everybody say pride. pride. <laughs> I like the pride. I think the girls were louder and like, pride. <laughs> we're going to be talking about pride today as a theme in the book of Proverbs. And we're going to be starting in chapter 16, verses 18 through 19. <laughs> Yummy. So, reading those two verses, then we'll get into our study. Chapter 16, verse 18 and 19. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be lowly in spirit and among the opposed than to share in plunder with the proud. We're going to see in this passage and in many other passages that the Bible clearly states that Pride is not a good thing. Let me, let me read a few other passages in the book of Proverbs. You don't have to flip there. About pride. And let me just, just listen and see if you can hear a theme about what God thinks about pride. Everyone who is proud in his heart is ashamed to the Lord. Pretty straightforward. Continuing on, 15, ch- chapter 15, verse 25. The Lord will tear down the house of the proud. Ouch. Pretty painful. Continuing on, 13, verse 10. Pride only breeds quarrels. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Haughty eyes and a proud heart are the lamp of the wicked in our sin. An arrogant man stirs up strife. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. I think you get the picture. Pride is a bad, bad thing, as we find in the book of Proverbs. Those are just nine verses about pride, and there are many more. So we see this theme that pride is a bad thing. It's a sin against God. But what I want us to do is I want us to explore the characteristics of what pride are, kind of examine what pride is, and then by the end of our study, come up with a definition of what is pride, and then find out why is pride so bad. So before we do that, let's pray, and then let's get into our study for the day. Father God, we are so thankful for who you are, that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on a cross for us, Lord, to die that that our sins might be forgiven, because all of us have made mistakes. And God, we ask that that we would constantly remember that sacrifice you made for us and and the fact that you, Jesus, rose from the dead and took away our sin that we might have eternity in heaven with you if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord, and pray that you bless our study today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about pride today, and the first thought that pops in my mind when I think about pride I don't know, the first image that pops in my mind is someone with their arms crossed, their head is tilted slightly to the side, their chin is up along with their nose, you can kind of see right in their nostrils, and they're kind of doing this, they're kind of going, (laughs) I don't know why, but that's the first thing that pops in my mind when I think of pride. Usually it's a guy, I don't know why, but I think of a dude and he's just kind of like this, he's like, yeah, I'm the best. I'm the best best. Like, no one's better than me. I don't know why I talk in that voice, but that's just like my pride voice, I think. I think of someone who boasts, who is arrogant, who is prideful, who talks about how great they are all the time, who is putting the focus on them. And that's what I think of when I think of pride. And and Scripture is very clear on what it thinks about pride. And I want us to kind of go through the characteristics of what this pride is. 
and address it piece by piece. The first characteristic of someone who is proud is, is if you can't acknowledge when you make a mistake. You can't acknowledge when you make a mistake. I see this often. An example I think of is, is when someone gets dressed in the morning. Usually it's a guy. And they wear shorts, short sleeve. They don't grab a coat, no scarf, no hat, no gloves. And they walk outside. It's freezing cold out there. I mean, it's like negative 13, like closed school, hallelujah, cold out there. And you go outside, and you're freezing your tail off. And your friends are making fun of you like, hey, man, I think you made a mistake. You probably should have worn, like, I don't know, warmer clothes. And usually the dude will be like, nah, you think this is cold? Baby, little girl, this is, this is so hot. I'm actually sweating. I need deodorant. It's so hot in here or outside. And then like 20 minutes later, hypothermia is setting in. The lips are kind of getting blue of the person. And the dude's like, ah. And the friends are like, dude, you probably made a mistake. It's a little bit cold. And the, and the guy's still like, like kind of like too prideful to admit it. Like, no, it's not cold, man. I didn't make a mis- 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 mistake, okay? It's not cold. <laughs> and he starts to kind of cry and his teardrops are freezing because it's so freezing outside. But guys don't like to admit mistakes. Neither do girls. Ladies don't like to admit to a friend when they've done something wrong. They don't like to admit they've done something wrong. I think of often my mom, like when she'll be driving, she'll make a wrong turn, and she will not, like, she doesn't want to admit that it was a mistake. Like, hey, Mom. Mom, yes, honey? Why does it say we're entering Wisconsin? I thought we were headed to South Carolina. Well, maybe the roads are wrong, okay? Maybe the signs are wrong on the road. She doesn't want to admit, like, okay, maybe I made a mistake and went the wrong direction. But that's our pride. We don't want to admit, okay, I made a mistake. I messed up. We want to present ourselves as someone who's spotless or perfect or never making mistakes. And, and prideful people have difficulty admitting their own mistakes. We see this in Proverbs thirteen ten. It says, pride only breeds quarreling. Why? Because people in relationships with one another, friends, will be so prideful that they would rather argue and get in a fight than admit when they're wrong. Two girls could be arguing with one another, and one of them could realize, whoa, I was totally wrong. Man, I, I'm, I was really inappropriate, and I, I shouldn't have acted that way. But rather than saying, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I made a mistake. They would rather fight one another and bicker and argue because their pride is so great that they don't want to be wrong. They would rather do that than admit their own mistake. Guys, if you're prideful, it can show that you can't admit your own mistakes. Another characteristic of pride is that you demand attention. You demand attention. When you do something good, what do you do? You say, look at me. Look at how great I am. Pretty wonderful. Let me give you a scenario. Ladies, let's say you go to the salon or wherever you guys get your hair cut. And you say, you know what? I'm going to be a little different today. I'm going to get a new haircut. Yeah, it's going to look real pretty. And so you go in, you're like, all right, give me a new haircut. And they put the highlights and the scissors and the whatever they do for your haircuts. And they, they make it look pretty. It's different, though. It's different. And then you go to JCPenney. I don't know where you shop. JCPenney. Maybe? Yeah, you shop there. Sure. And you go to JCPenney. You buy a new dress. It looks really good. And you get ready for school the next morning, and you, you look in the mirror, you're like, I look good. Here we go. Let's go to school. And you go to school, and you walk through the school, and first period goes, second period, third period, fourth. 
And you get home, and you just start to pout. And why do you pout, ladies? Because no one told you you look pretty. Not one of your friends even noticed, oh, I love your haircut. You get to the new, and you're like, yeah, this old thing, I kind of like it. No one told you you were pretty, and you're angry about it. No one noticed I look good today. I can't believe it. I need to put selfies on Instagram so people know how pretty I look. And you're smiling and putting them on. I didn't get any likes. I am furious. No one sees how pretty I am. And you get angry about it, don't you? Because you think, I deserve attention. I look good. People should be looking at this. That's what you think. Gentlemen, let me give you a scenario. Let's say you're playing a game, sports game. Maybe it's a basketball game, baseball game. Let's stick with baseball. And you make an incredible catch. I mean, you dive. You lay out for the baseball. Full body extended. You almost dislocate your shoulder when you impact the ground. But you get up and you're like, what do you do? Throw the ball up. Yes, caught that. And let's say your dad's in the stands with the camcorder. And he's like, oh, I missed that. Sorry, there was this really cool bird that flew by. I was camp. What happened, son? What? You're like, dad, you didn't see that catch? I belong on Sports Center. I'd be a YouTube sensation for that catch. Are you kidding me? People should be looking at me and saying, that dude can catch the ball. You know what I'm talking about? That guy has some skill. Pride thinks that we deserve attention, that people should be looking at us and how great we are and recognizing how great we are. And prideful people get angry when their achievements aren't recognized. They get angry when they are really good in a class and the teacher doesn't call on them and say, hey, wow, you're really doing well. When they're in band class and maybe the teacher doesn't say, well, our best clarinet is right there. They get angry when they don't get recognized for something that they do because they think they deserve it. They think they deserve people to look at them and to stand in awe of them and to say how great they are. Pride demands attention and it thinks it deserves it. We see this in 27 verse 2. It says, let another praise you and not your own mouth. Someone else and not your own lips. It's saying, look, let somebody else brag about you or or, or mention your goodness, but don't mention it yourself. Don't boast about yourself. And we kind of do it in subtle ways. Like guys will kind of work into a conversation. (laughs) I would be at college and guys would kind of work in like how much weight they can lift. They'd be like, how much does chair weigh? Uh, I don't know, like five pounds? Five pounds. It's like 20 times less than how much I can bench press. <laughs> yeah. And like, where did that come from? They just wanted to work into the conversation somehow how great they were and to draw attention to themselves on that. That's what they were doing. And we do it ourselves because we are prideful in that way that we want to draw attention to ourselves. Moving on. You might be prideful if you believe that you are superior to other people. You say, hold on, Barrett. No, hold on. I don't think I'm better than other people. Well, maybe you don't say that aloud. It's usually not a very nice thing to say. Hey, I think I'm better than other people. You'll probably lose friends by saying that. But you, you think it in your head whether you acknowledge it or not. Let me give you an example. If you're sitting at a lunch table and you're talking so much that other people can't talk and they're trying to get a word in, but, but you won't listen to them. You don't care what they have to say. It means that you're so prideful. You think so highly of yourself that you think what you have to say is more important than what they have to say. You're not willing to stop what you're doing for a minute and think, wow, they probably have something intuitive to say. They might have something important to say. They might have something that's funny to say. You think, well, me talking is more important and more valuable than someone else talking, and you think you're better than they are. If you think the rules don't apply to you, 
You're prideful. Why? Because you're thinking, okay, the rules apply to everybody else, but, but I can walk in the hallway without hall pass. Well, everybody else has to wait in line in the cafeteria, but, but I can cut in because they, they can wait on me. I'm important. The teacher can say something that everybody else has to do, but I, I'm different. I'm special. I don't have to listen to them. And we think in our minds and in our hearts, we have this belief that, that we're more important, that the focus should be on us, that we kind of live by a different standard than other people. And we think we're superior and are among the greats. We see this in Proverbs. It says, Proverbs 25, verse 6. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of kings. Don't claim a place among great men. In other words, don't claim that you're great or, or better than people or should be near the king. Don't assume you're better than people. It's not always a conscious decision or, or a statement we make. It's usually something that's in our hearts and has to be exposed. Ask yourself, do you think you're better than people? When you walk in a room, is the focus on you? Is it on who can I talk to? Who can I find that will make me feel better about myself or make me feel funny? How can I get the most out of this night? Or is it, how can I help other people? Who in this room maybe doesn't know that many people and I could connect with? Who could I help? The focus is on ourselves. And we believe in our minds because of pride. We are superior to others. We're better than them. Let me go on. Proud people. You might be proud if you don't like asking for help. If you don't like asking for help. Let me give you an example. One of my friends came back from the gym one time, and they were just giggling like a little girl. Just giggling. Like, <laughs> what's going on, man? Well, I was at the gym, and he tells me this story. He was at the gym, and, and they were on the treadmills, and this guy was running. Um, and uh, he sees somebody else coming to run. This dude had, like, all his Under Armour gear on. It looked like he was right out of a Nike commercial. He's stretching back and forth, and he gets on there, and he's running, like, just full speed on that treadmill. Just like taking his heart rate while he's running in and just really getting into it, going all out. <laughs> and he, he, he trips while he's on the treadmill. <laughs> and the floor's still moving even though he trips. It's not like it just stops. So he slips. And I, I just imagine what's in your mind like, this is not good. This is going to be bad. Face hits the treadmill. And, it, and it, because the treadmill's moving and his body has stopped, it takes his body and throws him. And the wall was here. So he's on the treadmill running, falls, hits, throws him into the back of the wall. And the worst part was when he stops, he lands, and his knee is caught where the treadmill is running. And it skins his knee, and it's continually going and going. And so finally he, like, rolls out of the way. He's bleeding from the leg. probably has a bruise on his eye or something like that from the fall. Just in sheer misery. And everyone kind of stops in there and has this moment. You know those moments where it's like, I want to laugh, but i got to see if he's okay first. You know what I mean? Like, okay, if he's not unconscious, I can laugh. Otherwise, I probably should help him. And so they kind of go over and like, dude, are you okay? Do you need some help? Like, we can call 911. Like, we can go get some, like, ice for you. We can help you back to your car. <laughs> and he says, like, the typical, like, tough dude answer. No, man, I'm all right. Sir, you're bleeding from the leg. You probably need some help. No, I don't need any help. I got this, okay? Let's go into my car. We get like a wheelchair, some crutches. I got this. Back up. I'm totally fine. As he's losing blood and turning white in his face. Now we can laugh, but, but we do the same thing. 
in our pride, in our arrogance, and thinking we're so great, we don't need anybody's help. We got this. No problem's too big for us. We can handle this. And it's made painfully aware to us at times that, that we do need help. Maybe you're struggling in a class. You get a bad grade in there. Sometimes your pride keeps you from asking your teacher, hey, can I stay after and just get some help? I really need to be tutored. Maybe you're, you're struggling with things like bullying and, and you're too afraid to tell a counselor or a teacher because you think, I can handle this. I got this. I don't need somebody's help. I'm big enough. I'm tough enough to handle this on my own. Maybe you're struggling with depression. You kind of lock that in your mind and you think, okay, this is my issue. I'm going to deal with it because I'm big enough. I'm powerful enough. I'm strong enough. I got enough willpower to fight this depression on my own. And you're too arrogant and you're too prideful to say, hey, I need help. Guys, I, I promise you, you'll have issues and problems that you can't fight on your own. doesn't matter how many episodes of Disney Channel you watch. There are things you can't do on your own and you need help. You need strength. Maybe it's from people or maybe it's from God. I can't tell you how many people think that they can go through life and they can do it without God. They think, I can do this life thing on my own, God. Okay, you, you kind of stay over there on Sundays and Wednesday nights and stay with your Bible. I'll kind of stay here and do my life and live my life the way I want to, but, but I don't need your help. And some people view Christianity as people who are just weak. Like God's a crutch to kind of help them through life. Like they can't accept it alone. The truth is everyone needs God's help. Everyone. Everyone needs his help and they don't realize it or accept it. In Psalms, chapter 10, verse 4, it says this, In the pride the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts there is no room for God. In other words, he's so consumed with thoughts about himself or about what he can do that he doesn't even think about God because he's so focused on himself, so focused on who he is and what he can accomplish. And he forgets that God is the one who can help him. Let's move on. Pride has a cost. It carries a price tag. You see, there's a, a differential between pride, what we think of ourselves and what we think we're capable of, and then reality, what we actually can do. And there's a distance to fall from there. It might be a practical thing when I say fall. Gentlemen, maybe you think in your mind you're trying to show off on like a field trip and you're in a museum and there's this big ledge to jump from. And you think... I can probably jump 10 steps down the stairs and impress everyone. The reality is you can probably only jump six stairs. And when you jump somewhere in the middle of the air, the reality of what you think you can do and what you can do will come crashing together and it will literally result in you falling down the stairs and tripping and hurting yourself. Sometimes it's literal. Sometimes it's figurative. I mean, sometimes it's not like physical. Sometimes you think, well... I can probably get this grade without studying on my test. I don't need to study. But the reality is you're going to get this grade without studying on your test. And somewhere when you get that test back, that pride and reality will kind of clash together. And you'll realize as you fall down and fail in a class, like, wow, I probably should have studied. I probably can't do that great. And your ego will take that shot when it clashes with reality. And pride costs us and it hurts us in many ways. Let me give you examples. Proverbs 11.2 says this. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. 
Because we're embarrassed when we say we can do this, when we say or think in our minds we can do this, but when in reality we can do this, and it's embarrassing when other people or ourselves recognize we can't. As we saw in Proverbs 16, 18, destruction comes after pride. We have this pride in our hearts as to what we can do and we don't, we're not able to do it. Destruction follows. Guys, so much is lost because of pride. How many friends have you lost because you were too prideful to say, hey, you know what? I'm wrong. I made a mistake and I'm sorry. How many friends have you lost or how many people have you stopped hanging out with because they were so about getting attention for themselves, so about grabbing attention from you or from other people that they were so prideful about boasting about themselves that you're like, you know what? I don't even want to hang with that person anymore. I just can't handle it. They're all about themselves. They talk all the time. They don't even listen to what I have to say. How many friendships have you lost? How many battles have you lost because you were unwilling to ask for help when you needed it? Pride costs us. And it costs many people who are unwilling to ask for help from God. It costs them dearly because they try and go through life without saying, Hey, God, I need your help. God, I can't do this. You're the only one who can do this. Let me give you the definition of pride then after going through these characteristics. Pride is accepting credit or praise for something God did. Pride is accepting credit or praise for something God did. Let me give you an example. Someone finishes a football game, and they just display that they are incredible at football. I mean, just amazing. They can jump higher than anyone on that field. They're faster. They made huge plays. They have an incredible game. And the announcer comes up to him afterwards and says, So what was the key to your success? And the person pretty much says, Me. I worked real hard in the offseason. Our team came together and... Really, though, just that extra work I put into it made it happen. And they point to their own abilities and their own skills, and they say, I'm the reason this happened. That's pride. Why? Because God really gave them the ability to play football. Actually, God created them. They wouldn't be born without God. God gave them breath. God gave them the ability to run, to walk. He gave them a team to play on. He blessed them with the opportunity to get to that big game. And he kept them safe and didn't allow them to be injured that whole game. God's the reason that happened, and God's the reason there was even a victory. But when someone takes what God did and says, well, really, that's me, I did that, that's pride because you're robbing God of the glory that he deserves. Let me give you another example. You have an amazing score. You have an amazing report card. You get that report card back. You said, I did this. I'm awesome. Look at me. Really, you should be saying, hey, God, thank you so much for allowing me to get this score. God, you gave me the brain that I have to work on this. You even gave me the work ethic to, to work hard at this and parents who love me and teachers who worked with me to get this grade. Thank you. You're gracious. That's what it really is. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, well, hold on, Barry. Is all pride bad then? Should I not be proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free? Is that wrong? Should I not be like, you know, saluting America? Should I not be proud of my brother when he gets a good, you know, he does well in football? I'll be honest, I like to brag on my brother sometimes. I love him. And I'm proud of him sometimes. Like, that's my brother. I like him. He's smart. He's funny. He's cool. Not smart. Maybe cool. Not smart. But if you guys had him as a counselor, you know he's not brilliant necessarily. But is it wrong to have pride? Well, no, it's not wrong to have pride as long as you give credit to God. 
You can be proud to be an American as long as you realize America is great, but not because we're better than other countries, not because we're a superior race or better people. It's because God made us that way. God blessed us with what we have. And the moment that we think it's ourselves, we'll be humbled. The moment that our pride or what we think of ourselves is, is based on who we are, and the reality is such, then that'll cause us to fall. So there's nothing wrong with having pride in something as wrong as your pride is in God and what he accomplished through someone else. You can be proud of your achievements and what you've done as long as you say, hey, God, you made this happen through me. Thank you for using me. I'm so proud that you chose to use me. So proud that I can call myself a Christian because of the work that Jesus did. I'm proud of who you are, God, not my own work. Let me tell you a story. There was, there was an angel in heaven, and he was beautiful. One of the most beautiful angels ever created. And he was powerful. And he worshiped God in heaven and served God in heaven. And one day as he looked over his own beauty and his power, pride began to well up. And he thought, wow, I am great. Wow, people are worshiping God and these angels are worshiping God, but, but I deserve to be worshiped. People should be recognized how great I am. Why is God in charge? Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I draw attention to myself? I shouldn't be asking God for help or what to do. I should just be choosing what I want to do. And in his arrogance and his pride, he tried to take the place of God and have people worship him, and he tried to rule in heaven. Well, God was much, much more powerful, infinitely more powerful. And any power that this angel had, God had given him anyway. So God cast him out of heaven and punished him and threw him to earth. That angel's name was Satan. And the true vileness of his pride, the real sin that was in that pride was this. He thought... He thought in his mind that he deserved to be worshipped, not God. He thought that he was beautiful and didn't recognize that God gave him that beauty. And I say, well, that's bad. That's some serious private bear. That ain't me. Really? Do you ever look in the mirror and think to yourself, wow, I'm so beautiful and you don't recognize, wow, God gave me this gift. What a blessing. Do you not ever look at your accomplishments or your power or your strength and think, wow, it's pretty incredible what I got going for me. And you don't think, well, actually, God's pretty incredible because he gave that to me. Thank you, God. And I say, well, Barrett, I've never asked for anyone to worship me, to bow down and tell me, you know, worship me or anything like that. Really? Have, have you never demanded attention from people and demanded they look at you and recognize how great you are and praise you through words of affirmation? You don't think you're seeking praise from that or worship from other people? You need to be honest with yourself. I need to be honest with myself. Because this pride, if it's hidden, will corrupt us and it will cost us so much. So what's the key then to avoiding this pride? It's humility. Well, how are we humble? How do we know that we can be humble and not prideful? We focus on Jesus. Let me explain. You ever been really humbled at something you do? I remember I used to be really good at chess, and I thought I was like the best. I was actually the best kid in my school. I'm bragging. I don't care. I was the best kid in my school in chess, fourth grade, champion of the school. And I thought I was all that. I'm like thinking like Olympics. I'm thinking I'm going to be on like the box of Wheaties, serious chess champion at fourth grade. And then I went to like a, um, 
an all-star game where they had kids from different schools. I was, I was about to just like seriously quit after the first three moves. Like I'd be like, all right, let's do this. I'm amazing at che- checkmate. What? What? Like how did that happen? I didn't even like sit down fully. My seat is still cold. Are you kidding me? I just got checkmate and I got destroyed. And when I met people who were actually really good at chess, I realized I'm not that great. And we have those moments where we think we're good at singing, and then we hear someone else sing, and we go, I ain't that good. Wow, I'm stupid. Or you get back your test, and you're like, ha, 81, B minus, I'm awesome. And then everyone else in the class gets an A plus, and you're like, oh, I'm pretty ashamed of that, actually, now. It's kind of embarrassing. Well, when we stand before Jesus, and we look at Jesus' life, if at any moment we feel great, we feel powerful, we feel important or mighty, Look at what Jesus did. Have you ever healed someone from the dead? Someone's dead and you brought them back? Probably not. Have you ever fed 5,000 people with a few loaves of bread and fish? Have you ever looked at someone who was crippled and said, hey, get up and walk? Maybe you've done that. But have they actually got up and walked? Probably not. God is more powerful than Jesus. Jesus was perfect. Can you really look at one single day in your life and say, I was perfect that day? If you can, you're prideful and you're wrong and you think you can't make a mistake. But when you look at Jesus' life and who he is, you should be humbled too. Jesus, you are so great. You are so powerful. Everything I have is from you. God, who am I to be before you? How could I ever take glory from you or think that I deserve to be worshiped? You are so great. In that moment when we recognize he's deserving of worship, we should be humble and say, God, I am less. You are more. God, I can only accomplish anything because of what you've done. On my own, I'm powerless. That's where humility and pride separate. It's those who think they can do without God and those who realize they can't do anything without him. Nothing. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that you would expose us to any pride in our life. God, make new into us the times we might be demanding attention, or we might think that we're better than other people. God, help us to recognize our own pride in our hearts where we ask or we think that we're, we're deserving of praise or worship for something that you've done, and humble us, Lord. Help us to look at Jesus and the life he lived. And be so humbled to say, God, you are so much greater than us. Lord, how could we expect to be worshipped or expect anything great to be from us? Surely you are what is great and holy. We love you, God. Humble us in our hearts and expose the pride that is within us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.